This is Subject Matter, the show for creators who want to grow with audio. I'm Ben Bradbury. Okay, welcome back, gang, to our second episode in the three-part series on brand identity. If you haven't listened to the first episode on brand archetypes, I'd recommend starting there. Today, we're going to talk about utilizing your brand identity and how that comes into the world practically. We're going to talk about the variables that matter, and then I'm going to give you two more archetypes with examples of how we actually apply those as creators. So the key thing to note is once you've selected your archetype, and remember, Carl Jung is the godfather of archetypes here. If you're interested in this, you can have a look at his work. But what really matters is you want to pick something that fits with your personality and represents your brand's mission and ideology, because then you can start using those values in your messaging. And so the values that you have should really manifest in every touch point that you have with your audience. So let's break those down. On your cover art with your podcast, maybe you have a mission statement or a slogan or a tagline that should come through. And it should come through on the messaging that you use to introduce the podcast. So on subject matter, with a show to help people grow audiences with audio, build, grow, and monetize with audio. That's our mission. And that comes back to the brand identity that I have of trying to help aspiring podcasters. It can come through your tone of voice as well. So if you're a sage trying to impart wisdom, maybe you want to be more thoughtful. If you're a ruler getting your point across, building a movement, then you want to be more high energy in your delivery. It also helps shape your subject matter itself. So if I'm a creator like Steve Jobs, then I'm going to be talking about my product or service and how that benefits my audience. I want to show people what I'm learning and build a world around that. So the key thing is that your touch points with your audience needs to be consistent with your brand values. Now, I know this might sound a little bit abstract, and that's okay, because now we're going to get into some examples of how this actually works in practice. So the two archetypes we're going to go through today, we've got the outlaw and we have the innocent. So the outlaw, first of all, they seek to disrupt their industry and challenge the status quo. If the ruler is following the rules, then the outlaw is ripping up the rule books. They're dismantling paradigms and they're happy taking risks in order to create something that helps them see themselves as a free thinker. Now, what tends to happen here is that they're probably quite polarizing. So if you find you have an idea, for example, I'm reading this book, Anti-Fragile, right now by Nassim Taleb. And I've heard from someone before that Nassim Taleb is not a particularly pleasant person. He's quite polarizing. And he says so in the book. He said, look, I'm going to name names. I'm going to call people out. I'm going to say it how it is. He's someone who's a bit of an outlaw, and he inspires a bit of a cult-like following around his ideas. So typically, you'll have very strong brand loyalty here. So how would this be applied? Well, let's think about two brands that you probably know, Harley Davidson and Diesel Jeans. Both of these brands use the outlaw archetype. They create an image of rebelliousness, and it resonates with their target audience because they represent freedom. Harley Davidson, literally freedom from like driving down a highway, being able to go wherever you want on your own terms. Diesel jeans, the freedom of expression, expressing yourself how you want. And so an outlaw creator, if this resonates with you, you probably want to discuss a lot of the problems that your industry faces, whether that's a system or an organization or alternatives. You want to be counterculture. The key is that you want to be perceived as of the moment and you want to call out the things that are outdated or ineffective, the issues that you see. So that massively dictates your content strategy. The other type of archetype which we'll talk about today is the innocent. And now the innocent, I think, is a really interesting one. They have this core desire to provide happiness. They're positive, they're optimistic, and they actively avoid ill will towards others. So you can see 
How if you resonate with being an innocent, that is so different to being an outlaw. Literally, my whole messaging, the ethos behind my show, everything changes. Innocents see the world as wondrous and fun. They want to spread joy. And brands that rely on that, they have good virtues and simplicity rather than really direct communication. So let me think about brands that are family friendly, for example, or that portray purity in their brand, because that's the idea of the innocent. I think two brands that really come to mind here are Volkswagen and Dove, the soap brand. Children and families are often featured in their messaging. So if Dove and Volkswagen are trying to work with a sponsor, they're probably going to work with a sponsor who fits their pure values. Dove recently ran a selfie awareness campaign, raising awareness of how social media harms people's or young people's especially mental health. And so they're literally attaching themselves to a movement that shows that they share a common goal or belief with their audience. That's the value of having a brand identity because you can match yourself to sponsors and movements and audiences that share those values yourself. Now, that's the last point I want to end on here is that the reason why you need to start with self-understanding and knowing your own identity is because you're going to attract people who share that value. Remember, your vibe attracts your tribe. And so whatever you believe, whatever you stand for, you're going to attract people who have a similar sentiment ultimately over the long term. So that's what I would do. Start by learning your archetype, figuring out what that is, and then think about the touch points that you have with your audience and the kind of people that you want to connect with, whether that's a sponsor, whether that's a, a specific audience member, whether that's a movement that's happening, something that's culturally relevant, because you need to connect that back to your brand identity. And if you do that consistently over time, your audience is going to start associating you with that message. So next episode, we're going to dig into brand personas, how we can take the work we've done here, foraging into our brand identity and make that even more tangible with a content strategy. So stay Thanks tuned for tuning in. I'd love to I'll hear what you thought of the episode and any ideas you've got for future content. You can email me directly at ben at workweek.com. To keep up to date with the very latest content, make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you enjoyed this episode, why not share it with a friend who might find it useful? I'll see you next time.